0: Well, hello, Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. Um, good to be with you today. Uh, I'm Kirk, if you didn't know that already. I would encourage you to, uh, if you would, be kind enough to like and share and subscribe and encourage others to subscribe to this. As I'm talking with uh, many other pastors, I am finding that, uh, that uh, and, and leaders in churches, I'm finding that there's a, a, a lot of need for the kind of work that I do. Uh, With Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. It's just a matter of of getting access to it or realizing that there is these sort of services out there. Again, when I went into um, Pastor Positive Mental Health, it was actually encouraged by Dr. Regine Presheld Bell from the Duke Clergy Health Initiative. I was looking at doing some negative mental health stuff for my dissertation. And she responded to me and she said, you know, Kirk, there's not a lot of work being done in the positive mental health. In fact, it's fairly new and we need that research done. And so actually she was the catalyst um, to get this work done. And there's not many of us that are that are doing this pastor's positive mental health. There's some that are starting to get the idea that it's important. Um, because what happens is that pastors often find themselves in burnout and so everything that goes around pastors mental health is from is about from the burnout and the crisis um, mode. And so that's you know deeper therapy, deeper counseling, and uh, you know restorative measures. Um, what I offer is preventative measures. And it's not just for the pastor, but for church leaders and also for the church to work together to build one another up in love. So when the pastor is is thriving, Uh, then the church does better. And so just the awareness of that. And so I just encourage you, if you would, check out uh, the new website just launched, uh, ppmhi.org. That's ppmhi.org. That's Pastors Positive Mental Health Institute. All my contact information is there. I'll still put my, my new email in the, the, the comments and the show notes below. Um, so anyway, I just want to encourage you to please make this known. And uh, right now, I just want to look at this idea of hobbies. Hobbies and interests for pastors. You know, one of the things, like, here's one of my hobbies and interests. And you might say, mm, not just drinking coffee. But I just started roasting coffee not too long ago, and uh, some of it was uh, a financial decision because uh, I like the th- the different nuances of the third wave coffee or the bo- boutique or craft coffee that you, if you want. Uh, but the reality is the cost of those is ridiculously expensive. I mean, you're looking at getting 12 ounces for $18. And so I thought, you know, I can buy a simple uh, coffee roaster for less than 100 bucks and uh, get, you know, coffee, green coffee, six to seven bucks um, a pound, and then just have fun doing it. I, I love the process of roasting coffee, I love the process of, of discovering and tasting it. And so it's not only enjoyment for me, um, but it's also a, a financial benefit to me. So, um, and I think my wife benefits from it too. I mean, we, we drink coffee. Anyway, so that's just one of my interests. Now, I've mentioned often before that I like to play golf. Um, I'm never going to be a pro at golf, and, and so, but that's something that I enjoy to do. Um, there's other things that I like to do. I like to write. I like to play music. I like to write music, and so the reason I bring this up is because I've known several pastors um, that when they retire, they have no hobbies or interests that are sustainable. And they find themselves with their identity and their enjoyment wrapped up solely in ministry. Now, there's a couple reasons for that, and I want to give us some strategies for that. But I did want to look at this article about from Leaders Church about how important it is for pastors to have... Uh, hobbies and interests outside of the ministry. Now, I find that often when I go play golf, if I play with, you know, elders or people from my church or people from another church, there are ministry opportunities in there that you don't gather or get um, in other ways. But the reality is, is that I use those moments to be refreshed. Sometimes I just want to go out and play nine holes without anybody. And that it's a helps me. Um, Some of it is I'm trying to avoid the treadmill because I'd rather walk the golf course than walk at a treadmill at the gym. Um, But it's getting cold here, so that time is uh, drawing nigh where I'll have to hit the treadmill. So a couple of points that this article makes. It's simple. I like it. But uh, number one, here's the big three pluses of having hobbies. Number one, they refresh you. So being in a, in a hobby helps refresh you because you're not a machine, and that's what this article says. Your engine must shut down, and when you do, the hobby helps you reinvigorate your body, mind, and spirit. And sometimes it's just, um, you know, I used to tell people when they would come into work, when I would do their orientation when I was back in management days, and I would tell them, I said, look, we all have problems. You have problems when you get here, but but I need you to leave them at the door before you walk in because when you get done with your shift, Um, those problems will still be there. And the reality is they'll be waiting for you. But Separating yourself, taking some time to to escape from them, even if it's for work, might help you have a different perspective when they're when you actually pick them up again when you're out there. And those hobbies do the same thing for the pastor. It gets you away from from constantly thinking about the demands of the ministry, um, and it gets you just to kind of self regulate, to pause, and and to get just refreshed in something that you you can f- focus your attention on that is not necessarily ministry. Oriented, so you can be recharged. All of us know that we need rest and we need intentional rest. Another thing that hobbies and interests do is they shift your mind. So you need your mind, uh, just the same thing I was just saying, to shift to something else. So reading, exercise, uh, things like that, playing sports, uh, um, you know, getting fishing. A lot of guys like to go fishing. Again, golf. You know, uh, playing tennis maybe. Uh, you know, you you fill in the blank. But I ask, I think that as pastors, you need to find what is that thing that you know is sustainable. And so back to what I was saying earlier is that I've known pastors who don't have this hobby, Um, and so when they do retire, they struggle. They go into depression, they don't have identity, um, and they end up either going back into the ministry or just being miserable. So a couple things on that in just a moment. But before then, let's just have a little time for a joke break. Shout out to Cadence and Zach. A pastor was giving the children's message during church. For this part of the service, he would gather all the children around him and give a brief lesson before dismissing them for children's church. On this particular Sunday, he was using squirrels for an object lesson on industry and pe- preparation. I'm not quite sure why he's teaching industry and preparation to kids in a children's message. Anyway, he started out by saying, I'm going to describe something, and I want you to raise your hand when you know what it is. The children nodded eagerly. This thing lives in trees. And eats nuts. After a long pause, no hands went up. The pastor continued, and it is gray, and has a long bushy tail. The children were looking at each other, but still no hands raised. The pastor continued, and it jumps from branch to branch, and chatters and flips its tail when it's excited. Still a long pause. Finally, one little boy tentatively raised his hand. The pastor breathed a sigh of relief and called on him. Well, said the boy, I know the answer must be Jesus, but it sure sounds like a squirrel to me. (laughs) Eh, Well, you know, it was a squirrel. Uh, And so it's one of those things you go in, in Sunday school, the answer is always Jesus, right? I was like, read your Bible, pray in Jesus. Those are the answers in Sunday school. Um, so, again, maybe humor and reading comedy is a way for you to have a hobby and an interest. Uh, don't sit and watch YouTube all day. That will drive you nuts. And certainly don't watch the news all day. You will go crazy. Um, the, the third thing that this article mentions that that hobbies and... Um, interests are good outside of the church for pastors, is they help you stay in touch with people. Now, I kind of mentioned this earlier, is getting outside of the office, going golfing with people in the church, going fishing with people in the church, knowing, I was listening to a podcast today, that often you need to know your congregation. If you move to a new church and a new area, you might not know some of the nuances of that area. You know what is the culture like? What do they like to do? What's what's something that everybody gets excited about? Is there a local, you know, sports team that everyone is into? Is there what's the industry? You know, if you're a city person and you move to a farming country, you might need to learn some things about farming. And so that means you might. I have one pastor friend who, who rides in a tractor with a guy, you know, during harvest season. And they just shoot the breeze and they talk and they'll talk theology. And so another pastor drives a beet truck, you know, during the harvest season because, you know, he gets to know his people and their context. And that helps when you actually do a sermon, but also gets you outside of the church, and I'm not just taking it outside of the church for a hospital visit. No, it gets you outside of the church for things that can fill you up. But you know, when you fish or play sports or have non-church breakfasts and lunch with people, um, you learn their ways. You know, that's one of these things that in my studies that that uh, is always a challenge for pastors, uh, interpersonal relationship skills and this idea of, can I have friends as church members? And I would say, absolutely, you can have friends as church members, but you're still their pastor. My wife is my wife, but I'm her pastor. Um, it's just as simple as that. Uh, you, you know, you know, friends that are doctors, you know, they're, they're still a doctor, uh, but they're your friends, and so I think that that sometimes we hesitate to be friends with church members as pastors because um, we are the pastor. We don't want to know them well enough. We don't want to play favorites. And I think on the flip side, church members often find it hard to be, uh, you know, friends with pastors for a couple reasons. Um, but some of it is just they're my pastor. They're not my friend. I can't be myself with my pastor uh, or things like that. But also um, in some denominations, in some contexts, pastors come and go and, and they don't stay for longer than a two to three years or whatever. I know one church denomination used to, I don't know if they still do, but every five years they, they, they move their pastors. And so you knew that you had this pastor for only five years. Now, if you like the pastor, don't get attached. If you didn't like the pastor, just wait it out, right? And so, but it's one of these things that I think it's important for us to to realize that there are just um, ways that we can connect with church members outside of church that are sharing interests. Uh, Maybe it's watching movies together. Maybe it's whatever, you know, you fill in the blank, you know what it is, but don't make every single time that you're with a church member a church function, and so that would be the other thing, and find a hobby. So I, this this exhortation is to pastors first. Pastors, if you don't have a hobby, if you don't have interests outside of the church, I would encourage you to start considering what does that look like, um, and what am I interested in? Ask the Lord, seek the Holy Spirit, Lord, give me some direction um, of something that I can be interested in. Now again, um, it's one of those things where if you just love ministry, which most pastor a lot of pastors do. They just love the ministry. Their identity is wrapped up in ministry. So you have to start thinking, what can I do when I retire that still keeps me connected to a ministry? And that's some conversations with other churches, with other pastors. Maybe you're going to live in an area where you're going to a church uh, consistently. Is there a way they can use you for, you know, maybe visitation from time to time, teaching a Bible study class, but not necessarily a full-time thing, and that you can just still connected to the, the act of ministry. The next thing is this exhortation is to church members. Church members, do you know what your pastor likes to do outside of church? Um, Do you think that all that they do is study the Bible and pray so that they can deliver a message? Uh, Or do they have other interests? And so I want to encourage you to find out from your pastor what they like to do and support that. Now, obviously, uh, you want them to continue to serve you well, uh, but they will serve you better if you support their interests and encourage them. I have one guy that will ask me, hey, have you, gone, have you been able to go golfing this week? He always checks in, and when I say, yeah, I got nine. He goes, excellent, that's great. Um, so he understands the value um, of me being able to go out there. And again, here's the thing. And I just want to encourage all of you. Most pastors have cell phones. Most church members have the cell phone number of the pastor. So if something happens, uh, the pastor is available even on the golf course, even when he's fishing. Now, sometimes you go camping in remote places and you have no self-service, which, by the way, is very unnerving. It's interesting how we have become so accustomed to that. So anyway, I just want to encourage you pastors, make sure you find a hobby. Make sure you have interests outside of the church. Make sure you share those interests with people in your church. Also, church members, uh, please know what the hobbies of your pastor are. Set them up for success. Set your church up for success by encouraging those hobbies so that they might... In fact, I just went golfing last week with a pastor from Twin Falls, and and for pastor appreciation, they gave him 10 free passes to this golf course because they know he likes to golf. And he shared that with us. So, hey, I got free golf. How wonderful is that? Um, There's nothing better than... The only thing better than golf is free golf. So, anyway... So I just want to encourage you that, that together we can work and help build our pastor's positive mental health, help the church work together to build one another up in love. And so I want to encourage you again, please like and share and subscribe. Please get some other people to listen to this. It's awareness. It's about awareness. Um, I think what we are doing here at Pastor's Positive Mental Health Institute is very valuable, um, but it's just unknown. So the times I've done conferences and things um, and workshops it's just it's some of it is just even though it's it's fairly basic in what we do it's revolutionary in how people and and, and church leaders look at ministry so i just hope that together we can help the church flourish we'll talk soon